Welcome to the Sense of Soul podcast. We are your hosts, Shannon and Mandy. Grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Welcome, listeners. Today, we're going to be talking about crystals and gemstones. Fun. Yeah, I, can't, I think we've talked a lot about them, like, here and there in episodes prior. But we've never, like, done a whole episode. They come in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Pirates buried them as treasure. Egyptians wore them as jewelry. The origin of currency and money and wealth all comes from jewels and gold and different stones. Like, hey, you guys, weren't they looking for gemstones? Oh, yeah. The riches. Goonies. Yes, I loved that movie. Jewelry with your birthstone. You know, nowadays, decor is really popular to display. They're very beautiful. And, you know, most technology functions using some sort of crystal quartz, like an LCD, or even coal that gives us energy. Yeah, you know, I went in for a laser treatment for my scarring that I had from acne and a rash after I got out of ICU. Mm-hmm. And it, it was interesting. The lady was telling me that this piece of machinery that they use was actually also a crystal in the middle. This huge, massive machine, it, it was lasered from a crystal. Very cool. Every stone has their own vibration. And there's a stone, I'd say, for about everything. For literally everything. You know, some people collect stones. I became an amateur geologist after looking into some of the stones in my dad's stone collection because some of the stones that he had, I was like, maybe I shouldn't touch that. Yeah, and he did have some stuff in there that you shouldn't have been touching. He did. In fact, he had stuff like uranium, which I don't even think legally you're supposed to have uranium because it has a lot of radiation. Yeah, you definitely have to be careful. So my dad had this stone collection. It was pretty good. He's got like three little boxes with like little trays with his little kid hand writing on the outside of each tray telling you what, what is inside of it. And some of them are numbered. Like he must have, when he was little, went to gem shows to like show his stones. Never pictured your dad you know, collecting that, I, your dad, I could have pictured him having like massive amounts of uh, baseball cards or Which something. Which he did. <laughs> oh yeah. But I think it's definitely. so amazing that one of the best gifts you were given was in his stuff since you on this journey. I just love that story. Yeah. It's insane because some of the stones that I was really attracted to right after he passed away were stones that I needed for grief. And I didn't even really know that. So once I had taken some crystal classes and in my Reiki three class, I needed to bring crystals because we were doing crystal grids and I needed to bring some stones and I didn't have like a lot of my own personal stones. So I was like, wait a second, my dad does in his rock collection. He had more than enough for me to choose from, for my crystal grid. But all of the stones I was really attracted to were stones that have very soft energies and are good for grieving. It was meant to be. It was. They're very popular right now. You and I, we're kind of like crystal dealers now. <laughs> <laughs> and we sell gemstones in our truck. Yep. In our mobile boutique. Our main 
piece of merchandise that we started the truck around. Don't you think? Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. yeah. Part of the reason was, is because locally here in our city, there's no place to get them. Nope. So we would have to go to Denver or to, you know, other cities that are good 30 minutes away just to buy a crystal quartz. Mandy and I, we sought out dealers who, wholesale dealers that were here in Colorado and Mandy, Tell our listeners about the first time we went into that rock warehouse. Um, well, first of all, we were like little kids in a candy store. <laughs> Second of all, you like couldn't breathe. Yeah. The energy was just overwhelming. Yes. It was like every sense was heightened to the max. Your vision, your hearing, I mean, hair on your body was sticking up. Every Yeah. And we were there for a good few hours because there's like a row of them. It's like furniture row, but it's like crystal row. Like heaven row. (laughs) Yeah. So after like that last door, I mean, I needed to get the hell out of there. Yeah. I remember that. You you actually almost at one point looked like you were having a panic attack. You're like, I got to get out. I got to get out of here. Yeah. It was extremely overwhelming, but it was so fun. And I love that we sell these stones to people and we're able to educate them a little bit on what they are. It is very important for people to understand what they're wearing. And for many, many years, I had jewelry that had energy that I was not aware of. If you're going to buy them, you should definitely educate yourself on what you're holding, wearing, using. Right. And I do really believe because we all have our own unique energies that we are going to maybe react differently to different gemstones and crystals than somebody else might. Yeah. So I want to say that like upfront because there's going to be some pretty amazing stones that we're going to talk about today, but they might not be the right stone for you. Yeah, I think we always tell people that you just have to use your own discernment. And and just because a stone is said that it's supposed to activate or put off energy in a certain way does not mean that's what it's going to be like for you. So to use your own experience. These are a beautiful gift from Mother Nature. Absolutely beautiful directly from from Mother Earth. I love it. That's why I love them mostly. And I think a lot of the stones also that we have to include in this are stones that were actually from space that are either meteorites or tectites, which tectite means a meteorite or a asteroid that fell to the earth. And then the earth and that meteorite then mixed together and had a chemical reaction and and created a stone that we'll be talking about today. So cool. And in fact, a lot of religions actually talk about stones that fell from the sky, which some of them, like the Muslims, actually worship at their temple. And it's this meteorite, and they all, they all go and touch it and kiss it and all this stuff. Have you seen that before? No, I had no clue about that, but I, I want to go look it up. Oh my gosh, it's incredible. I actually originally saw the story on Ancient Aliens. A black stone set in the eastern corner of Kaaba, the ancient building in the center of the Grand Mosque in Mecca in Saudi Arabia. It is, so they consider this to be an Islamic relic, and this dates back to the time of Adam and Eve. Wow. 
Yes. According to Islamic tradition, it was set intact into Kaaba's wall by the Islamic prophet Muhammad in 605 CE, five years before his first revelation. Its physical appearance is that of a fragmented dark rock, polished smooth, that it fell from the heavens as a guide for Adam and Eve to build an altar. It has often also been described as a meteorite. Wow. There's so much history on stones and gems, and I did some research. They have found beads from Baltic amber from 30,000 years ago. I mean, there's been so many amazing stones also dug up in Russia that show that they go all the way back to 60,000 years ago. They've found tons of amazing jewelry in Britain. They have found necklaces, bracelets, all kinds of jewelry that's been dug up in Switzerland. I mean, we're talking all over the world. They have found malachite mines that date up to 4000 BC. You know, one thing I found that was really interesting was that amulets were banned by Christians in 355 AD. But gems like sapphire and a gate were popular in the 12th century. But for some reason, they, they came in and said, no, no amulets. Oh, that's interesting. I know, right? Oh. Carbuncle was extremely popular amongst the Christian religion. And they actually believed that it represented the sacrifice of Christ. The ancient Sumerians used crystals and referred to them as magical. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of the very first reference that said that they were more than just a stone. They actually found them and referenced them as magical. They used emeralds and crystal quartz to make jewelry, and they used them for protection and for their health. They also used a lot of chrysolite to keep bad spirits away and also for nightmares and to sleep well. So you can see that as far back, the ancient Sumerians, that they found that they had these healing properties. Well, they would take malachite and other stones and grind it up into powder, and they'd actually put it on their face. It was called coal, K-O-H-L. And they believed that it would help in assisting them when they were going into war, and it would help protect them with spirit. They had protective properties. Exactly. They also used a lot of green stones and burials. They believed that green stones represented the heart of those who had passed, which makes sense because green is your heart chakra. Mm -hmm. And then in the Renaissance era, in the 11th century, they also started using them as healing and it was accepted. But usually they would use these stones along with herbal recipes. And they believed that a lot of these combinations that they came up with would help with strength and protection. And then I found this one very interesting article about how during the Renaissance, there was a group of people that believed that gemstones could, were corrupted with the sins of Adam. That's where the cleansing of the stones actually came in. To oh, interesting. Yeah, so they started realizing that they needed to cleanse them because if they did not, sometimes they were not carrying a good spirit. Wow, okay. When you move on to like the 19th century, they did a lot of experiments and that's kind of where we started seeing that people believed that it not only helped with clairvoyance, 
and with all the Claire's, but also they were having emotions when they would touch them. They would have feelings coming through their body and their sensations when they would touch them and they could feel their energy. And experiments also showed that they would help heighten their senses, their smell and their taste. I think it's interesting that when I did my research, not only seeing that these stones have been around for so long, but also that there was a lot of people from all different parts of the world who had no way to interact and had no way to know what each other was using stones for. Yet a lot, if not most of the time, the meanings of the stones were always similar. Right. They were always used to ward off illnesses or negative energies. Yeah. Like a lot of them believed the same thing about turquoise, that it was for strength. And they, a lot of them believed that Jasper was for calming. They all used jet for like mourning and grief in England. Still to this day, actually, the women wear moonstone on their wedding day and it's, and it's for fertility. So you have all these different eras, all these different centuries, all of these different stones, yet somehow these people that never interacted with each other came up with the same properties for these stones. I thought that was fascinating. That was the one thing that just blew my mind when I was doing my research. Like in New Zealand, jade was popular and they believed it represented spirits. The Chinese also, jade was huge. The Hindus were really into diamonds. They believed that it represented the goddess. They were into rubies, represented a flame that could never be put out and also help with physical and mental health. It's just so fascinating to me, and I would highly, highly recommend that our listeners do some research, because like I said, there's so much out there on how far back stones have been and gems and crystals have been used. The Greeks, crystal actually means ice. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they thought crystal quartz was a water that was so deeply frozen that it was always going to be solid. And the Bible itself has references to many different gemstones in it. Oh my God, so many. Like in the book of Exodus, the robe of Aaron, it was just completely dazzled with amethyst and jasper and all of these amazing stones. You know, there was a German poet and composer, and he perceived the grail the stone itself. Wow. I know. Isn't that interesting? What's also interesting is that the word grail is thought to originated from the word gur, which means pearl or stone. The Persian word for engraved stone is gurel, which looks and sounds like the English word grail. Uh, yeah, big time. Isn't that interesting? That is fascinating, actually. One of my most favorite stones of all is Moldavite, and many believe that Moldavite was the emerald that fell from heaven. And it is said that emerald was on the Holy Grail, as in like the cup that Christ drank from at the Last Supper. Moldavite is a tectite. So that's one of those stones that I was seeing before that we're going to talk about today that is very interesting it's only found in or around Czechoslovakia, where they mine Moldavite there. You can't find it anywhere else. So if you do, then it's probably not real. It's very limited. It's very expensive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are trying to 
sell fake ones. Mandy and I haven't even sold any yet because we're too afraid that we're going to sell fake Moldavite. Or we're going to get jumped and robbed in a parking lot because it's so <laughs> I have bought a few pieces from Ukraine and I've also bought two pieces from the Moldavite miner at a gem and mineral show that is like legit here. So if you do buy any Moldavite, I would definitely suggest researching where you get it from. Moldavite is over 14 million years old and it is this green glass created when a meteorite hit that area around Czechoslovakia and it is very high in vibration. In fact, some people can even wear or hold it for very long that it causes like a Moldavite flush. I did write about Moldavite and most of these stones and you can find my descriptions that I've wrote and some of the research that I've done on these stones at our website, mysenseofsoul.com. And I have them organized by chakras. And then I also did an entire article on ancestral stones. And then there's a link on the same page for you to buy gemstones from us. Yes, I'm excited about that. I would say that when I first got Moldavite, I didn't feel too much from it. I almost felt like, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I felt like it was kind of shy. Hmm. I know. Isn't that weird? But that's how I felt. I don't know. It, it just, I felt like there's some stones that the minute you hold them, you like bond with them. As I wore it and, and got to know my stone, then I felt like it became part of my energy. But recently I've had to take it off because it's been too high a vibration for me. Yeah. That was one of the pieces my mom had a big chunk and has been wearing around for years and had no clue what she was wearing. I know. Wasn't it also with turquoise? Because turquoise is another very highly vibrational stone. It was. I think a Native American made it for her. It's such a beautiful stone. It's very rugged. You can never find two of the same pieces. It's the, the texture is very, um, like mine has like almost a hollow hole in one piece of it. It, it. And it is, it's so beautiful. It literally looks like glass. It doesn't, it's, it's so pretty. Some people think it's beautiful. Some people are like, ew, like, yeah, why would you pay that much for like solid booger? Like an, <laughs> like petrified booger. There you go. It does. <laughs> from a from a, a, a alien, a green alien. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, shit, it might be. Uh, you never know, girlfriend. You never know these days. Another stone, Moki balls. We only have four left. Oh yeah, we're and surprising that we even have four left because Moki balls are only found at the Grand Canyon, and you know what? It's illegal to take anything from the Grand Canyon, any rock, any, anything. So it's illegal to sell them now. And so we got them before that law became Mm -hmm. in effect. And so we have a few left, but I am certainly glad that I got my own personal stash of monkey balls. Mm -hmm. So they're also known as shaman stones or thunder balls, Navajo cherries, Indian marbles. Yeah, so did you know that Moki uh, comes from the a tribe? Um, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, the Indians awesome. actually use these mm-hmm. for healing. These actually formed 25 million years ago. 
And so it, they're discovered in the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. Mm -hmm. And researchers claim that tiny microbes spurred the chemical process. And this process is very similar to the blueberry stones that are found on Mars. The structure is suggesting that there was water like on Mars because they're round just like this. And the water is what caused it to be so round. It's usually a round one and there's a saucer shaped one. The round ones they say have a feminine energy and the saucer shapes they say is a masculine energy and they're always found together. Do you know, Shanna, that they have found some the size of a grapefruit? <laughs> That'd be incredible. I think I have a pretty good size one. And if you'd like, you can go on our Facebook, our Sense of Soul Facebook, because I actually posted a picture of my little dancing Moki ball. She's pretty impressive. Yeah, she is very impressive. I have Moki ball jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you. So these little Moki balls are on the outside um, made of iron worn hematite. And mm -hmm. on the inside, it's like a sandstone. And many people have cut them in half and you can see pictures online. Everything about them is fascinating. Like yeah. the whole blueberry on Mars, the way they're set into the sand, the, the difference between the male and the female. I mean, they're just so fascinating. So they have many healing properties. It's a very grounding stone. Also, it can help balance you. And you can simply, really, if you have a male and a female one, one in one hand, one in the other, or one at the top of your body, one at the bottom of your body, lining you and your chakras. I tell you, I slept with one under my pillow one time, and that's when I had the craziest dream. To be honest with you, my daughter has kind of taken mine over as more as entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, because they're like, what do they call them, Mexican beans? Yeah, the jumping beans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I actually got kind of sad when I was going through our Moki balls to take pictures for our online store because I feel like a male and a female should be together. And right oh, now we have, no. we have an offset. Oh, no. I know. I was like seriously sad. I was like, this doesn't feel right. Well... There's another stone that's very similar to the Moki Ball, and it's called a Bochi Stone or a Kansas Pop Rock, two different names. And that is because the land that these stones are found on is actually owned by somebody, and he trademarked the name Kansas Pop Rock. Ah, that's hilarious. I did not know that. Yeah, it's very interesting because these stones are found in the chalk pyramids in Kansas. Have you ever heard of the chalk pyramids? I didn't know Kansas had anything. But there are freaking chalk pyramids in the middle of Kansas. What? Let's go. Let's go. Right now would be the time to go on a road trip. We're in Colorado. We're like right next door. Discovered in the late 1970s, they were rising above the plains in this Grove County in Kansas at this monument. And they are formed out of pyrite and other different minerals. They started out as fossils from the Cretaceous period around 80 million years ago. Holy crap. Right? Yeah. Okay, but here's the crazy thing about these stones. They are just like the Moki balls. They are found usually with a female and a male. They're found as a couple. 
it is said that these stones, when you rub them together, like they actually do spark and they can explode. Really? Yes. If you rub them together in a dark room, you'll definitely be able to see the spark. And often these stones are called the living stone. And this is because if their energy is depleted or destroyed, the stone changes its molecule structure from hardness to dust. So it disintegrates. And geologists have found that this is the most unusual aspect about this stone, that it is like a human body. That when its life force energy leaves, the stone decays and turn to dust. What? Yes. So I mean, how does it die? <laughs> well, that I don't know. So like one day you might come home and the one sitting on your countertop might just be some dust because it's oh so... Oh my God, it would be so super sad if that happened. Right? My dad in his little rock collection had one of these little Kansas pop rocks. And I actually shouldn't say little because probably about the size of like a 50 cent piece. I thought it was a freaking button. I would have thought it was a piece of deer shit. No, it is like the most perfect little saucer shape. And it has these little, like this, these little like decorative like crosses on the top of it. Really? And I was thinking to myself, I don't know that I've seen that one. This must be like an ancient button, you know? Yeah. And I was even looking up buttons military buttons from like maybe like the 18th century. That's what I was looking at. When I saw one online one day, I was shocked. I said, that's what I have. I have a freaking Kansas pop rock or a Boshi, whatever the hell it's called. And this stone that I have is rather big. This stone too, Mandy, doesn't have a partner. I paid like 50 bucks for this shit. And this, it came, it was so freaking small. Did I give it to you? No. Either I gave it to somebody or, or I lost them, but I, ha I ordered them and I got two of them. So I bet my dad's is worth some money. Pop rocks help with trauma. Yeah. Very similar to the healing properties of the shaman stones or the moki balls. If you hold the female and the male next to each other, there's usually a point where they attract to each other, kind of like a magnetic force, you know? Mm-hmm. So they have like something that actually attracts them to each other. Wow. And so that's why they're always kind of found right next to each other. Yeah. Wow. But these ancient stones are so amazing. Don't you also find it weird that it, they're found at these big, huge national monuments? Yeah. And only yeah. there. Yeah. It's bizarre. Right? Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of the one on the man's land and they are also kind of like the ones in Utah. They're all very much like almost in a trail. Yeah. Like kind of like the Apache tears. These, these are kind of almost like, it almost looks like a path. I know it's so strange. And the only thing I could think of with that is they do have the magnetic energy in them. And so they're going to all kind of go together. The Apache tears are actually the stone obsidian composed with rhyolite. It's a very beautiful black stone that, and so, so it, it translutes a little bit of light if you hold it up. They're found around Arizona and Nevada. The Apache Indian wives and children cried 
when they heard of the loss of their warriors that their tears had turned into these stones upon hitting the ground. In fact, Johnny Cash sings a song about the Apache tears, about grief and loss. But the stone is a great stone to help you connect with your root chakra. These stones are very protective and grounding. They help repel negative energies. And they can also help in assist in healing past life trauma. And they can help you connect and release any ancestral trauma. We actually do sell some and we have gorgeous ones. We have nice medium-sized Apache tears. They're actually found near Superior, Arizona. It's a great stone also to help and assist with grief. Just like I mentioned, the rose quartz is really great for that too. This one as well, since it is named and its myth and legend is around grief. As old as those stones are, Mandy, the oldest gemstone in mineral ever found, it is zircon between four or six billion years old. Holy shit. Yeah. That makes uh, that makes the mochi balls look brand new. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But that just goes to show you how old our earth is. Zircon is a beautiful blue stone. The earliest mention of zircon is in the Bible. It is one of the 12 gems that were worn by the high priest of Israel. Good shit. I know. It's a beautiful blue crystal. Yeah, I was actually just looking at a picture of it. Yeah, it can be found in Tanzania. And China has a variety of colored zircon. But they also can be orange and red. It also can be found in Madagascar, Canada, even in the U.S., it says, in Sri Lanka and Ukraine, different places. Boy, I'd like to find out where in the U.S. and we'll have to go rock hounding. Sign me up. Let's go. Another interesting stone that I thought I'd mention, which is the most rarest gem mineral on the earth, is called painite. It was discovered in 1956 in Myanmar. And this mineral was named in honor of the British gemologist Arthur Charles Davy Payne. And in 2005, painite was described by the Guinness Book of World Records as the rarest gen mineral on earth. So if any of our listeners have some, we'd appreciate it if you'd mail it to our address. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So painite is actually a gorgeous, kind of like red, almost like a ruby. It's sometimes even misidentified as a ruby. It's beautiful. Interesting. Yeah. I have, there was a ring passed down many generations in my family and it's a red stone with diamonds and it's made its way into my jewelry box and we took it in and we thought it was a ruby all along and diamonds. We found out the entire thing was not real at all. Well, then what is it? I don't know, but now I'm going to go see if it's that. Yes, it might be painite or it could be a garnet. There's many stones, you know, that are so similar that are hard to identify. In fact, stone identity has been a challenge for me and for anybody who, you know, you find the stone, you're like, what the hell is a stone? But there's so many great books out there. Crystal Bible, the 
you know, the little, the little pocket crystal books. I love those because then you get right to the point. They don't have a whole lot of history about the stone, but it helps you identify it really quick. And at the author, Philip Permut. So there's a crystal encyclopedia. And I also like the crystal power, crystal healing, and there's millions of them out there, people. Those are just a couple of our favorite. Do you sell some crystal books on, on our website as well? So check them out. You are in the mountains and you find a red stone. Be careful. Because some of the stones, like I was saying earlier, that I found in my dad's collection can be extremely toxic, even deadly. Mm-hmm. You know, a red stone, this is what made me think of it, but cinnabar is a very deep red stone. It's beautiful. But it is one of the most deadliest toxic stones. If you hold it, you inhale, you know, some of the dust and particles of these stones that you could actually die. There's other stones, like there's another one called galena. This is a lead sulfide-based mineral stone. And really, seriously, if it's inhaled and you are and you ingest some of its dust particles, my, my dad has several in, in his little rock collection which, that are on this list of dangerous stones. I have them where they are put away. But at first, when I was looking at these stones, I was holding them. I held a piece of freaking asbestos that was as hairy as a quarantine cooch. <laughs> rock. <laughs> You could not even see the stone. It was so hairy. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrifying. I, and I held it. Yeah. You, but you're like, thanks, dad. Well, I kept on thinking about those commercials. I'm going to get mesophilioma. You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've been exposed to some stuff that can lead to death. But I believe it's got to be a large amount of it, I'm assuming, not just. Well, keep it away from rascal. Oh, yeah, right. Because <laughs> he'll eat anything. Uh, anything that, yeah. that, that freaking but dog. Even something as simple as how you talked about malachite earlier and how yeah. you, they would chop malachite up and put it on their malachite is a very toxic stone. Yeah, they would ground it up and put it all over their face and bodies. Now, see, their immune system probably was so good they would have beat this coronavirus. By- Not only should you be careful with certain stones for your own health, but there are also stones that will heighten your senses. There are stones that will bring in the spiritual world. There are stones that will keep you from being able to sleep. It is so important to not only get to know your stone, bond with your stone, but also to know what kind of properties your stone has. Pick a stone that's going to vibe with you. And one that vibes with me may not vibe with you. A lot of people will come into our truck and they immediately walk up to a stone and they pick up one. Then yeah. they put it down and start going through the book, like, which one should I get? Yeah. And I, keep, I tell them, you know what? It's not about size. It's not about how pretty it is. You already know what stone you're supposed to get. It's, you're attracted it, to it. Yeah, they're attracted to it. And not by looks. It's just they're attracted to it. And they always go back usually to that very first one. I agree. Totally. So here you have your stone. You take it home. I would, I would definitely wash my stone. There are some stones though that you shouldn't wash for too long. And when I say wash, I mean wash it off with water. Um, some crystals can be damaged by water, like any kind of calcite, hematite, mica, obsidian, selenite, turquoise, labradorite, halite, pyrite, and malachite, just a few. Those are not to be like submerged into water. You can take a rag and just wash them off if you'd like to. If you want to clear and cleanse these stones without submerging them, you maybe if you have someone that you know that's a Reiki, um, 
master or you know you can clear it that that way have them give it reiki before you purchase it put it in the full moon so every full moon night i'm hauling all my freaking stones outside it's a big freaking ordeal <laughs> oh my god yeah right yeah you should have seen me uh like a week of was it gosh it feels like forever i've lost track of time with quarantine but the full moon i had all of our truck stones too oh, and right. I, all of them out front like soaking up the moon and my yeah. neighbor must have thought i was crazy cleansing and charging them absolutely you can also play music for them they like sound you could do a singing bowl or i have a charging chime stone which we also sell on our website that you just hit the chime and i just hold the chime over my stones they love that also you can use other stones so selenite is we sell them on our website you can it clears and cleanses and it has a natural ability to purify. So it can charge, it doesn't need to be charged because it's, it purifies naturally on its own. And so it is a great stone to like layer other stones on because it kind of is flat. And so it's like a perfect little charger for your other stones. And you feel like a badass wizard when you're holding it. Oh, hell yeah. I like to like wand it over my clients just to kind of, you know, cleanse and balance their aura. Mm -hmm. You could sage your stones with sage. You could put them in bags of salt. I know Mandy and I, before we even give our customers their stone, we usually put them in a little bag of like some herbs and some sea salt. Yep. Mandy had just mentioned this. Bond with your stone. Um, if you get too many stones at once, it's kind of overwhelming to actually bond with just the one stone. So I like to choose one stone and I like to bond with it and I hold it, I carry it, I sometimes sleep with it, which be careful with that. But it takes about two weeks to bond your energy and the stone's energy. And then all of a sudden you kind of feel like you know its energy. You know the stone. Don't you think that? Oh my gosh, yes. It's amazing. When we did our one episode on haunted places, it wasn't coincidence that a lot of them are built on top of like the huge chunks of crystal quartz. <laughs> <laughs> right. What else is crazy is that cave that they discovered in like the year 2000 in Mexico has mm -hmm. ginormous selenite. I mean, I'm oh talking, God. Mandy, we're talking 55 Massive. tons, 39 feet of it. Yes, they're insane. They're huge. Look online. The caves were discovered in 2000 by brothers Juan and Pedro Sanchez. Have you heard about like the different stones and gems and stuff that are, are found at the bottom of pyramids? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. All over. We are not doctors and cannot give out any medical advice. And energy healing and crystals should only be used as complementary to your regular medical care. But I do believe there is a lot to be said about metaphysical healing and properties of these stones. Mandy, have you heard about how it's like a new trend right now, but many parents are putting Baltic amber necklaces for teething around their infants and toddlers? Yeah, which is funny because a lot of people think stones are super witchy, but they're, they're willing to try anything for their toddlers. Right. says so that it'll take their teething pain away. Yep. Now there's no scientific proof, but the reason why it works is because the stone releases 
a substance called succinic acid, and that's from the amber, and that by the heat of the baby's skin, it absorbs into the skin, into the bloodstream, and the amber stimulates the thyroid gland to increase drooling and reduces inflammation in the ears, throat, stomach, and respiratory system. Do you remember when the bracelets were in? The magnetic bracelets? Jamie still wears one. Yeah, um, Kurt, when he had his CRPS in his hands, said it helped. Yeah, that's a hematite bracelet. These guys that worked in an electrical field, they were coming home with like horrific headaches. And someone had suggested that they wear shungite bracelets. And sure enough, they got rid of their headaches. You know, right now, very popular are the salt lamps. They kind of do the same thing. They attract dust and different particles and stuff. And once they go inside the stone, they, they can't release it. It doesn't come back out. Wow. Holy and then God. you also have a lot of the black stones like shungite or even jet obsidian. Many of those stones are great to absorb EMF energy from like Wi-Fi and things that we can't actually physically see that are floating all around us that we're unaware of. Amazing. Yeah. There's one for everything. Like you said, ones that really helped my mom was the super eight. You know, that's the longest my mom quit smoking and she had that thing in her hand every day. I know a lot of us are, are stressed out right now. And a lot of these stones can be very beneficial to help really lower your vibes. Um, if you're too stressed out or maybe give you energy, if you're looking for more energy, talk about like chakra stones when you're talking about the energy of your body and trying to like match a stone to where you might need the energy. So say if I'm lacking energy, then maybe it's my solar plexus that's lacking and so I might want to get a yellow stone because the energy in the solar plexus is yellow. So getting a stone like citrine, which is an amazing stone, would be great for that. And it might help balance you out. Shanna, can you explain to the listeners, um, speaking of citrine, I'm looking at some, the difference between rough stones and tumbled stones. And does it uh, mess with the property? What's the difference? Of course, like a raw stone straight from the earth is going to be absolutely your highest vibration. But I mean, I have tumbled stones that are very high in vibration. Tumbled stones are going to be the nice, smooth, little round stones. You can get like a rock tumbler, like at Target or Walmart or anywhere for like 50 bucks. And you take like a rough stone, you tumble it, and it makes it nice and smooth and round. But I like tumble stones because I put them in my bra. You put like a, a rough stone in there, you're going to have like an indention. <laughs> it's not very comfortable. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. For a while I was carrying them around a lot in my bra and then I was losing them and I was forgetting and I'd take my bra off at night and they go flying around in my room. And wait. one night I lost my crystal quartz. I've been sleeping with him. I'm like, where the hell, you know, and I found it underneath like, Jamie's back. And when he woke up in the morning, he had like a whole indention of the stone in his back. <laughs> Oh, I can't even tell him. But you know, stones that you want to sleep with. I know we've talked about this plenty of times in our past episodes, but you know, there are certain stones that'll really help you get a good night's rest or help your dreams or or may increase your dreams. Amethyst, selenite, rose quartz, those are beautiful stones to sleep with. Celestialite, angelite, appetite. Mm -hmm. Those are all great stones for at night. Any black stones, tourmaline, moonstone. 
Mm -hmm. or great stones, crystal quartz, be careful with crystal quartz. You know, I sleep with mine because it's a stone that I almost feel like is a part of me, but Mandy slept with that stone one night and she was up all night talking to people. (laughs) (laughs) And I enjoyed it. And you enjoyed it. I did. I also want to talk about crystal grids. Shanna has made some beautiful ones that we're going to sell online. They're simple and and that's what you want. Setting a very simple intention. What do you describe them? Yours are made out of cloth. Right. Mine are made out of cloth. They have different patterns that you can use, but basically you have have a stone of intention that you place in the middle and supporting stones around it. Yeah. So, you know, we could, you could do a crystal grid for coronavirus. You know, you could put a stone of healing in the middle um, because it's, it's a lung and upper respiratory. You could put something like malachite or a green or pink stone like rose quartz and you could put that in the middle and you could put crystal quartz around it to amplify that intention. Mm-hmm. Saw on a website, this woman described her, what she, in her words, what she thought a crystal grid represented. And I want to read it because I, I thought it was just beautifully worded. Mm-hmm. She said, to me, a crystal grid is an arrangement of crystals on a specific geometric shape that focuses the universal life force in a particular way for a particular purpose for me at that particular moment in my life. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, right now is a really good time to do that. If anything, it's just a great reminder because you walk past it. Like for instance, it's also a bonding thing. Me and my husband and my kids sat down last week. We all wrote an intention on a piece of paper and we put it in the middle under the larger stone in the center. And we all sat around and we meditated and prayed on it. And then each one of us picked a stone out of my bowl and placed them around. And if anything, it's just beautiful to look at. My cousin did one at his wedding. It was a massive one in the middle of my farm. It was so beautiful. He had everyone pick stones from all kinds of different bowls that he had set out. And he had this huge crystal grid and everyone went and like set an intention with each stone that was set around the grid that they had originally made. Like, yeah. And you, you know. can do that in your backyard. Even you don't have to use crystals. You can use even just regular stones. It also reminds me of feng shui, putting stones intentionally in different parts of your house mm-hmm. and there's different placements for stuff. So you would put stuff maybe in the Southeast corner or the center or different, you know, um, entrances, your back entrance, your front entrance. And it's very specific and you can look up online. They have really cool ideas one home that you bought in the past five years, because you buy homes all the time, (laughs) (laughs) one home that you moved into in Seattle had stones, like in the laundry room. I did. No, I found them in the kitchen above the cabinet. Oh, was it? Okay. Bowl. And they had done the same thing. They had wrote out little intentions and had Mm -hmm. it just set up there to bless their home and to bring abundance and love and kindness and financial stability. Again, I think it's important to tell our listeners that it's just like meditation. There's no right or wrong way. Right, yeah. A crystal grid is your own. Mm -hmm. Um, The stones, they're your own. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason. I had my friend's daughter, Kyra, that we've had on before, who's just such an inspiration. She just recently did a massive fundraiser for the frontline healthcare workers. I just love her soul, but she texted me and said, how do I do a crystal grid? I don't know how to do it. Well, that's just it. There's no right or wrong way. You just, whatever you're feeling, whatever stone is calling. It's all about intentions. Yes, exactly. 
And, you know, even with the feng shui, I mean, there's certain things and I'll just throw them out there. Of course, like rose quartz may help you sleep, but it also might give you some romance in your bedroom. Um, they say that citrine is your money stone. So they say to keep like citrine or pyrite or other stones like in your money drawer um, or in your office or wherever you do your bills. There's stones that you could place at the, at the front of your house or the back of your house or by doors or entrances for protection so that no, no negative energies can come into your home. Desiree swears, our good friend of ours, she swears on her black tourmaline. She says every time she takes it off, she just kind of gets, you know, hit with some negativity. Um, I also know, Shanna, that you place it by your monitors in your home. Little pyramids of Shanghai around, around there. There's so many things you can do that are fun with stones. I mean, you could take a bath with them. I love to take a crystal cleansing bath with my, you know, but be careful. Some of them can't be submerged, but a lot of the crystals like crystal quartz and amethyst and some of the crystals, they're totally fine. And I, I think it's super fun. Even my little girl, when she says she has bad dreams at night, has like a little sachet with three little stones. She sleeps better. You meditate with your stones. If you have a hard time communicating, wear a necklace. It falls right at your throat. How perfect for you to increase that energy around your throat. You know how we're attracted to like a certain color and stone sometimes. I mean, I was very attracted to that rose quartz when I needed comfort and from grieving. Chakra, heart chakra stones, you can wear that as a necklace, falls right on your heart. I had given you one, remember Mandy? Yes. Just perfect stone to wear as a necklace, right? So perfect. And you want to know what else? I love our little cages. They're cheap. They're not expensive. So you can, you know, put any stone that you want inside of it. And it's just a very subtle. Yes. And you have like two different stone size choices. Last week, um, I had all of our stuff in our truck brought into our home because I'm having to pretend that I can photograph and I'm taking pictures of our stones for our online store. And I had all the stones out. And I've been feeling a little fearful and disconnected spiritually lately, and I couldn't sleep that night. I had crazy, crazy dreams for two nights, good dreams, lots of amazing messages that came through, a lot of um, clarity um, about where I'm at with what's happening in our world. Mm -hmm. And um, I called my husband into the kitchen at one point, and I said, I promise you something. If you take your hands right now and you dig your hands into these stones like I have been, you can't help but smile and feel happy. Yeah. And it was, it was Rose Quartz. And he was like, what? I'm like, I'm not kidding you. Like my energy and my, my, my love, like just my happiness just was radiating as I was working, you know, with all of these stones at one time. Yeah. I remember me and you went down to Colfax to, uh, to get some to get some crystal yeah so for our (laughs) listeners that don't know colfax is like not a very good street it's i mean it is but you could find a lot of strip clubs there and girls walking around yes yes (laughs) it was like somewhere i would have gone in my past life maybe past life (laughs) okay this life yeah so anyway we went into a store and there was this very unique looking man with like a hat down real low I couldn't see his eyes and I went over and we happened to be looking at the same glass case and it was in the stone shop and he said may I ask you what you feel when I hold this particular stone behind you and you were off like with our girls looking at something else and I said sure and he said turn around and I turned around and I'm not kidding you every 
single hair on the back of my neck. And I didn't know where he was placing it. I didn't know where he was holding it. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what he was doing. He said, what are you feeling? And I'm not joking you. It felt like an electrical current of like positive energy radiating through my body. And my hair was literally sticking up on the back of my head. Stones will find you too. There's been a few stones that I really didn't seek, but ended up in my lap and ended up being my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shanna, I really appreciate all the hard work you put into the writing on stones on our website. I think it's beautifully done. I mean, the reality of it is you almost do need an encyclopedia like that would be thousands of pages long because there's so many amazing ones out there. But for our listeners, I would suggest, you know, don't spend a ton of money. Don't break your budget. Right. Just, you know, look up a few things that you're experiencing right now that you feel like maybe you could use some assistance with. We did also come up with some specific healing stone kits that you can find on our website because we've been listening to a lot of our customers who they want to know like what is really good for someone who is stressed out or what does someone need maybe if they're going through addiction or a sobriety stone. So we put together these kits on our website and you can go to I think it says SOS kits, the first category on our online store. Check those out. So we've done all the work for you, all of our research into picking out specific stones for specific reasons. Yeah. I love the sobriety kits. One of my favorites. And, you know, when I was researching the history of stones, it came up again that uh, many, many centuries ago, amethyst was used to help people stay sober minded and used for um, hangovers. People, we don't want to feed you. We want you to go out and feed yourself, you know, go out and research and find what, what, you know, lights your fire and gets you when it comes to stones, but we highly recommend them. They've changed our lives. It's something that I'll never let go of. And I just hope to continue my collection, not only my personal one, but our business one. But with today's world and a lot of emotions and what's happening, I think a lot of them could really assist with your meditation, with grounding yourself and with the fear and stability and connection. And I would just highly, highly recommend them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for being with us this week. And Mandy and I missed you guys. And we're sorry. Yeah. You know what, listeners, we're sorry we disappeared. We were had a lot of ups and downs and emotions and roller coaster of events that have been happening in our lives and trying to get our business up and going so that we don't lose our boutique truck. And you would like to donate so that way we can keep going. We do have a donate button on our website and would appreciate any donations to keep us going. Shannon and I have a soft spot for people that are alone during this time. It's also a time where a lot of people are struggling with, um, you know, addiction or relapse. And please, anyone out there that listens, feel free to inbox us on our Facebook, Sense of Soul SOS, or off our website. If you just want like someone to talk to, you know, positivity. I mean, I'm kind of funny, (laughs) but reach out. I mean, that's why God put us all on earth is to lean on each other. So reach out. I love to hear from you. Whether or not you you need anything or you just want to give us a shout out or say hi. You're lonely. Yeah, whatever it is. You know, this is a time where we all need to be one. You guys have a very safe week and Mandy and I will be back. 
thanks for being with us today. We hope you will come back next week. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, like, and subscribe. Thank you. We rise to lift you up. Thanks for listening.